Episode 61 The Cult Imitates the Church Now here when I say the cult, I don't mean any specific identifiable sect of a religion. What I mean is the collection of modern principles or ideas or belief that seem to guide our culture. That would be the ideas promoted by universities, by the mainstream scientific community, by the media, by Hollywood and all that. You can identify certain ideas that are considered good or acceptable and certain ideas that are considered bad, unacceptable. Everyone can see that, everyone knows that. I'm not noticing anything new or novel here. Neither is noticing that it's kind of like a new religion, a novel idea. Many people have already noticed this. You've probably noticed this to some extent that there are a lot of similarities between true religion and cultish thought and action which uh, characterize a lot of our modern culture. And it shouldn't be surprising because, as I've said before in another episode, we are religious by nature. We are made for God, and so all of our being yearns for union with God, yearns for some infinite good. And if we, as a society, as a culture, remove the idea of the true God from our public discourse, from our, from our lives, then of course we're going to replace it with something else. We don't just change our nature and become unreligious. We are still religious, we just replace that object of our yearning by many other things, things that are much less worthy of worship, of course, infinitely less worthy of our worship than God. So it's just an inescapable fact of our human nature that if our whole life isn't dedicated to God, it will be dedicated to some other person or idea or principle, and our life takes on a character that is just as religious as the life of a true believer in God. You can claim to be opposed to religion as much as you want, but you literally cannot escape your tendency to worship or order your life entirely around some one thing or some set of things. And oftentimes the people that are most opposed to religion in the way they speak are the ones who are most dedicated to some particular cause in a almost fanatical way and sometimes in an extremely fanatical way. As you might know, culture comes from the word cult, which is the word for worship. And there's a reason for that, because the character of a culture is determined by what it worships, what it values most highly, what it orders itself around. Worship is a universal phenomenon of human history. There's literally no culture that has been non-religious in the sense that it had no worship of a god or gods. Ours claims to be the first non-religious, and that's true in a sense that we publicly deny that our culture is based around the worship of the God of Christianity or any other traditional religion, but it's still a universal fact that worship is as present and alive as it has always been, and that's because it's part of our nature. And you can see why cultures value true religion in the past, because recognizing man's tendency to worship something, it is in the common interest, it is in the interest of the common good, that it be true, right religion. That is, that our worship be directed to something worthy of worship, some eternal infinite good. That's why I mentioned in my episode on religion and politics that religion is going to enter into the political conversation no matter what. It might be true religion, it might be false religion, but to pretend that the thing you order your life around, the thing you worship, is not going to play a part in civil society in any way is wrong. 
That's why true religion needs to be present in the political sphere, because otherwise false religion will be, and that's very dangerous. In fact, we see how dangerous it is now because false religion has entered it, and it doesn't identify itself as religion. Obviously, it uh, scorns institutional religion, but the religion of modern society is just as institutional as right religion. More institutional, in fact, than right religion. It exercises more authority over what we say and do and think than traditional religion, even though Catholicism in particular has some stigma for being authoritarian or suppressing thought, which of course is false. There is, yes, authority, and that's important. The authority comes from God and the church instituted by God. But I think everyone has the experience that you need to be way more careful about what you say and do in our current society than anyone had to worry about what they said or did in the periods of Western civilization where Christianity had and wielded political power and influence. So the reason why this modern cult publicly mocks religion so much is that because if it were noticed that it itself is a religion, then the choice between that religion and right religion is clear, right? Because the, the decision is between, do I worship an infinite good that promises me eternal happiness, that tells me that I have dignity and I'm made in the image and likeness of God, that I have to love others as I love myself, or that that God doesn't exist, eternal life doesn't exist, you ought to worship either yourself or the state or some notion of science, that you really have no dignity, that you're a walking bag of meat, and the most important thing is to just express yourself in the sense of expressing any desire you might have, whether or not it's degrading or, or hurtful or violent, etc. So if you present these as two religions, then the, the choice is clear. But if you can paint the latter religion as enlightenment and as rejection of superstition and as rejection of blind, irrational faith, then people can be fooled into following this religion. So it has to be cloaked in a mantle of rationality and science and reason, even though its tenets are very, very irrational, very, very even superstitious sometimes. There's, as I said, an increase. The more our society and culture follows this path of the cult, the more there is a rise in New Age religions and superstitions and things like this. And this is coinciding and, and increasing in a parallel path along with the supposed increase in reason and the rejection of old, ancient, superstitious religion. One thing that always kind of makes me laugh and it's kind of emblematic of this idea of the two religions is that people don't say, I'm praying for you anymore. It's more acceptable to say sending positive thoughts and energy your way. <laughs> People don't like to say I'm praying for you because they think it's silly and superstitious and irrational, but they'll still say sending positive energy your way and somehow that's enlightened. Anyway, that's just something that always makes me laugh. So let's get more specific on the parallels of this new religion or new cult with uh, right religion. And it's not so much a parallel as it's like a maybe a photo negative or just an opposite institution. Because you look at the major tenets or the major realities or truths or claims of right religion. And of course, first and foremost, you have belief in a personal God who revealed himself in history. Whereas in the new cult, you have not a belief in a personal God. You have a belief in uh, either the self as the ultimate reality. Or people even claim that, that God is within all of us in the sense that we are basically all gods. We have the divine, quote unquote, in us. 
or a belief in like the movement of history or a belief in quote unquote the science as the ultimate determining reality, the ultimate truth that we ought to follow, whether or not we understand it, we just follow it blindly. Opposed to the institution of the church, the church we say is founded by Christ in history and that it's proven by historical documents and the claims and miracles of Christ. Opposite that you have, say, the teaching body of the universities or the quote-unquote experts, right? You have this institutional body that claims to teach truth objectively and without any error and it ought to be followed even if, again, you don't understand it. You ought to trust the knowledge or the wisdom of a higher mind than yourself. So people ridicule the church's idea of dogma and the infallible teaching of the Pope or ecumenical councils, which we believe because Christ promised the Holy Spirit to guide the church into truth, but they still really do believe in dogma, that is, unchallengeable truths, even though it's very obvious in history that many of these unchallengeable truths taught by universities or sociologists or scientific experts end up changing and being contradicted. There's a more blind, irrational belief in the dogma taught by the institution of universities and the quote-unquote scientific community as it's understood nowadays than there ever has been in the teaching authority of the church, the magisterium. You have, of course, the moral teaching of the church, the teaching of the church which binds us to uh, avoid certain things that are sins and to pursue other things that are virtuous actions. That's ridiculed, saying, you know, truth is relative, morality is not real, it's subjective. And that sounds like it's a rejection of moral teaching, but it's actually embracing another moral teaching, which is moral subjectivism. And not even that, there's not even acceptance of everyone can have their own moral belief. There's a very dogmatic moral teaching, uh, even a moral theology, we might call it, of this institutional church of the universities and, and experts or whatever. It, it must be believed nowadays that certain things are good, that there is a definition of marriage that you must accept, and it is the rejection of the traditional and correct understanding of marriage, and it must include everything else no matter what. You must accept that, that homosexuality, heterosexuality, transsexuality, those are all equal. In fact, heterosexuality is less dignified than the rest. These are all actual moral dogmas that even though they're not called that, we all know that this is a teaching promoted by this fake institutional church. And again, uh, you know, faith in scripture and tradition, faith in revelation that we have, uh, there is a equally strong faith in the experts in science. We have condemnation of heresy and excommunication, and that's often ridiculed as some medieval silliness that the church uh, practiced. Whereas we all know that there's a condemnation of bad think condemnation and silencing of ideas that go against the the moral teaching of this fake church. And, you know, there was the Inquisition, you know, and as, and as I said, excommunication, these are seen as, as so medieval and silly, but we all know what happens to people that say things that are opposed to what the universities and the experts teach, right? You get, you get silenced, you get censored, you get canceled. Uh, there's usually a, an attempt to ruin your livelihood, your good name, etc., we have the sacraments that are external signs that affect grace in us and that bring us an increase in grace and hopefully salvation. Whereas on the other side, you have external signs, which are we now call them virtue signaling. There's identity politics, right? You're saved if you're aggrieved and oppressed. That gives you uh, freedom to do whatever you want. That gives you uh, social clout, etc. 
We have the communion of saints, right? That group of the saved, the blessed, that have won their crown through suffering and remaining united to Christ. Whereas there are, you know, big figures that are considered almost saintly on the other side. Think of like Kinsey and Marx and Darwin and people like that. And you might say, well, this is all just a rejection of religion. You can't call it religion. It's, a, it's just a philosophy of life. But religion is, is just a system of beliefs around which you order your interior and exterior life. They can be non-theistic. It can be centered around a perceived all-powerful person or idea or force or set of principles. It doesn't need to be theistic. You don't just say, well, this is not a religion because it, it doesn't have a denomination with a name and it doesn't worship God. That doesn't matter. You can still be religious, even more religious. You can be a, a religious fanatic, even if you deny that God exists. The very word religion in its roots means you bind yourself to something, right? That something becomes the value for which you do everything, think everything, and say everything. So hopefully it's clear that that is just as present in the new cult as it is in right religion. The difference being that right religion saves and the new religion kills. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. Give a five-star rating and a good review. And consider becoming a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. God bless.